0: Welcome to Count Creepy Head Saturday Morning Monster MASH. Blah! <laughs>
1: this episode is brought
2: to you by Global Milk.
3: Metal, metal, metal. That's right. The Buffalo Metal Festival returns to Buffalo, New York, Saturday, July 29th, 1711 Main Street, Niagara Falls, New York. And if that wasn't cool enough, Jerry's Closet will be there too. Check it out. Welcome, everybody, to episode 93 of Count Creepyhead Saturday Morning Monster Mash, now older and grumpier than last week's episode. Ninety-three, boy. That's how many balls I have in my mouth right now. <laughs> balls. The count yep. can expand his cheeks to fit many balls in. Speaking of balls, <laughs> Josh, when it's hot as fuck in Texas, because it's been like surface of the sun hot lately, how do you funk? Like, how do your aren't your balls just sticking to everything? Well, you see, <laughs> I have just, I have two two secrets for that. Do you dunk them in cornstarch every day? Like, what's your secret? Here is my secret. My balls are always sticky. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: That's my had, to, had to go with the Hulk answer. No, no. In, in all honesty, uh, I I just I just wear um I I wear very airy. Uh, slacks like I, I wear Genuine like dress pants most Of the times so and they they are very airy
3: So it's good for circulation Cool um, Mike Yes actually wait. Before we start anything big Congratulations To uh, Tara And Mike Members of the Red Pantheon got engaged oh, and, On a uh, 4th of July Indeed
4: so, I, I was shocked it's as hell. that a whole that, different uh, kind of fireworks. <laughs> yeah. I, I got a um, a FaceTime call from her immediately afterward. And she never actually calls me. We usually text back and forth. So I immediately thought something was wrong. I was like, oh, God, what happened? And then she was like, you know, show me the ring. So, yeah, I totally had a, you know, a, a squeeing fangirl moment.
3: <laughs> um, I,
4: I was very happy for the two of them.
3: Congratulations for them. Did you, you, did you let out a legitimate?
4: Ah! I, I actually did. My coworker looked at me like I was insane because I was at work.
3: <laughs> I cannot wait to see pictures from their wedding. I'm sure it's going to kick ass. Oh, yeah. Um, unless it, Tara's like secretly very girly and it's going to be like flowers and doves and shit. But
4: um, um, I, I think there might be a little bit of traditional wedding there, but I don't it, think it'll be 100% traditional. I'm going to I'm going to use what
0: is a a current uh, internet like phrase of of going around everywhere. I I'm I'm sort of hoping her wedding has a bit of a Barbie uh, Barbieheimer aesthetic to it, <laughs> <laughs> where where there's like you know like it it's like got a level of like pink and barbiness to it, but at the same time like. Now I am become death, the destroyer of worlds.
3: Did you see somebody made, <laughs> uh, they photoshopped a fake Oppenheimer popcorn bucket?
1: <laughs> yes, I did see that. that. Like,
3: it's Fat Man is the popcorn bucket and the little boy is like the drink. And very <laughs> offensive. That's fucked
0: up. See, now, I won't, I won't lie. I know this is, this is a little like, off, Oppenheimer is a bit off the beaten path of our, our normal subjects. But um, let me tell you, having grown up in Western New York with Oppenheimer State Park, mm-hmm. I I definitely, I have a fascination with, I, I've got to see the movie,
3: you know?
4: Oh, yeah. Um, no, I, the movie looks good to me. Like, I'm, I'm definitely intrigued.
3: I don't know how I'm going to choose. Uh, uh, opening day.
4: See Ruth. Uh,
0: Ruth hit me with a shock. I, I don't know if I talked about this on on the podcast or not, but Ruth will be attending San Diego Comic Con. Yes. Um, and she asked me because she's going with uh two of her face painter friends, so it's basically like a girl's trip to San Diego Comic Con. And last night she asked me very innocently. She was like, "Do you mind if we all go see Barbie together?" And I, you know, did the thing where I got very wide-eyed and I was like, excuse me, you're going to see Barbie without me? Well, it looks like I'm going to have to have an Oppenheimer Barbie double feature and cosplay as Ken for both. (laughs) 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 And immediately she was just like, uh, you you can't do that without me. (laughs) (laughs) Like, well, if you're having a Barbie girls night, I'm going to have a Barbie Ken night.
3: <laughs> so you should dress up as Oppenheimer, go to Barbie, and then in the middle of the movie, just be like, stand up and loud enough for people can hear you say like I cosplayed to the wrong movie.
1: Or or
3: <laughs> just cosplay as
0: Oppenheimer and go to Barbie and cosplay as Ken and go to Oppenheimer. Yeah.
3: <laughs> that that too. <laughs> you should cosplay as Barbie.
0: I, I, I won't lie, I might do casual Ken cosplay, because I do have the bleached hair. That's, that's pretty funny if you did. Um, sure. If I'm going to go see Barbie by myself, why the fuck not go with so, casual Ken cosplay?
3: <laughs> <laughs> Just wear your, your beach shorts and your um your dock shoes and have see, a blast. If I,
0: if I could get the right shirt in time, I would no question go as, as Ken's friend, Alan. <laughs> I love that Michael Sarah's Alan. <laughs> uh, yeah. So I'll I will it's a, I'll talk about this later in the show because it's really interesting. There is um I don't know if you guys have seen it, but there's a really fascinating New York Times article that goes super in depth about the Mattel film department. Okay.
1: No, I haven't seen that.
0: Holy shit, does it drop some interesting things? Uh, starting with Mattel has re- uh, Reacquired 100% rights To Boglins Oh Make of that what you will But uh, but no I'll go into full details later Because it's, it's a lot of stuff uh, And it definitely feels like It fits
3: in the news section Alright I can't wait for the Boglins To make an appearance in Barbie <laughs> apparently i i just saw some
0: some weird headline pop up where like apparently there's some sort of snyder
3: cut joke in barbie okay i'm i'm down um <laughs> why not right let's do it so Fuck. josh while you're talking how's the creep coming along you just told us about some hiccups <laughs> uh, uh, so ever the thorn in your side Hiccups aside, uh, not that they're really hiccups,
0: because yeah, I thankfully figured them out the same day. But uh, we are we are at a point where I am looking at one of two dates that the creep will drop. And it is either going to drop... Um, I'm either going to be a total bastard and drop it on the 21st, which is, you know, the first full day of... San Diego Comic Con, mm-hmm. uh, or I'm going to drop it the following Friday on the 28th. Uh, probably going to be the 28th, but the the end is in sight. I have the first full run cast and pulled They're in great shape. I just need to trim the mold sprues and you know give them a clean, and then I can paint each one. Which uh, you know I did. I did the paint master in. A couple of hours, uh, and I didn't know what I was doing at a time. At the time, so I should be able to knock ten out
3: in two to three days. Do you like take notes of like this is step one, this is step two, or you just know what to do? I usually do take notes,
0: but then by the time I get to the second or third one, the notes are by the side
3: by the wayside, and I'm like, I know better ways to do this. Yeah. So. Also, start saving now. The price is officially one hundred and fifty plus shipping.
0: Uh, I I tacked on that that silly silly little five dollars shipping charge, not so much to pay for the shipping, but to cover the cost of the damn additional box. It's worth it, and I think it's fair and, and the packing supplies really so. Uh, more more than anything, anyone listening to this that's interested in getting one, that that five dollars is really just paying for the packing material. Uh, I wanted to wanted to include shipping entirely, but then I would had that moment of, no, nah, then I'm eating it on the shipping and the shipping materials.
3: Well, I mean, it's it's the toy business. It's not the toy friendship, and you need to make money to keep making more stuff. Um. But on top of that this thing is massive. It's twice the size of a regular ninja turtle. It's... Uh
0: I didn't I didn't genuinely did not realize until uh I'll send you the picture too. I sent a picture to Mike what last night? Yeah. Um I I did not realize that it was it stands toe to toe with uh Super 7 mutagen man. Oh baby. Um which that kind of shocks me. That I didn't even realize
3: that I made an ultimate scale figure. Yours looks better. Or, Mm -hmm. yeah, better than an ultimate. And it's... The run is one one one-thousandth of what you're making. So, like, if anybody's blocking at the price, you're going to be stupid because I guarantee these are going to disappear really quick. Like, Josh, you're going to make these until you can't make any more.
0: Yeah, my big plan is, like... Uh, Originally, I was going to do the entire thing uh, as a pre-order system and do them in, like, pre-order batches of 10. But I hit the point where I was like, you know what? People have waited a long time. This first drop, uh, people are going to be rewarded for being so patient about it. And uh, anyone
3: that grabs one of these first 10, it's going to ship out, like, the following Monday. And of those ten, people have to realize that there's some influencers that are going to be getting these first more than likely, right? I'm not going to say names, but well, there's there important is, people you want to have these. Uh,
0: aside from aside from the ten that are going in the shop, uh, there is one that is going uh, that Ruth is muling out to San Diego Comic Con to hand off to someone who's a big fan of Ninja Turtles and might currently be working on a Ninja Turtles book similar to pixel dams motu book
3: (laughs) cool um well
0: it's just going to be exciting either way but yeah no it's uh it's the release date is all but locked in the first 10 are made uh and basically just need to be painted so yeah once it drops oh and this is something that i haven't haven't announced yet uh But anyone that gets in on those first ten is going to get a special, special bonus, and they're going to get a uh, pre-release copy of Professor Cluckingsworth. Yes! Oh, Uh, that's awesome. Now, I have not decided what I'm going to do with it yet. It's probably going to be a, quote-unquote, black-and-white comic Professor Cluckingsworth just to make it stand out a little bit, because uh, the plan is later to release a two-pack of Cluckingsworth and Ice Cream Kitty together, in their full colors.
3: Boot. Um, you know, I I know Neck has teased this, but if they don't do it, you should definitely get on um, Cowlick, the sentient cowhead, that has cameoed <laughs> in almost every single Ninja Turtle material
4: uh. ever. That would have to be huge.
3: Yeah, I I mean, cuddly is you know what I mean. Like, it could be big, little. I don't think anybody's gonna complain if it's three inches. If it's three feet, you Uh, know. if,
0: If I made it, if I made it, like, let's let's just say, I decided to make one, and I'm not saying I'm deciding to make one right now. I would probably want it to be like a five to six inch head with an articulated jaw and ears. That's awesome. That would be cool. (laughs) And it, and it would have to have like at least a small little hover stand. Of course.
4: Yeah. That, that, you know, I mean, in a line filled with crazy characters, Cuddly, the cowlick is just like, what the fuck? (laughs) Like
3: What the hell were they on when they came up with that one? I love that, like, it's super obscure, first of all. Like, you have to be deep into Ninja Turtles to know who Cuddly is. Like, I didn't know who Cuddly was until a few years ago. Oh, but, wow. I was reading the
4: Archie Adventure comics as a kid, and he was I all missed, over that.
3: I miss those issues. Yeah, same. It's not like he's talked about, you know what right. I mean, or her, or it. But I guarantee it's everybody who does Turtles gives Cuddly a cameo. Mm-hmm. And I, I just I fucking love that. Um, Mike, how was the convention?
4: Oh, it was it was pretty rad. Um, we had a lot of issues, uh, <laughs> like ooh, the new owners um, really upset a lot of people, myself and Tara included. Um, but we ended up making making the best of it and having a great weekend. Um, long story short, in the past uh, four times that I've done Nickel City, uh, you know, it would you pay uh, basically it, it's the artist alley table. And then $100 more, you can get a corner booth. And the corner booth gives you an extra table. And, you know, you get another two chairs and all that. But you still have to buy extra tickets and stuff if you want, you know, have booth help. Um, But it, it gives you, it's good real estate. It's like right on the corner of an aisle. And, you know, me and Tara pool our money together. And it's like, okay, it's cheaper for us to get the corner and work that way than it is to get two separate artist alley tables or try to cram all our stuff onto one table. No, you so we,
3: need that real estate.
4: Yeah, we've done that every other time. So this year comes along, I fill out the form just like usual, buy the corner table. You know, it's, it's $100 more than it was previous years, which, you know, you can't really be surprised. Everything is getting more expensive. So it's like, well, shit, I guess it's just going to be a pricier con. Um, then we get there. And not only are we not on the corner of an aisle, we're at a cross section. We didn't have a second table. That, and oof. yeah, and, and keep in mind, we paid the extra $100. So not only was it, so basically it's $200 more than what we paid the last time we did it because the prices had just gone up, but still we paid the extra 100 for the, the corner booth. So we go over and we're like, hey, um, there's a problem here. And I showed him my receipt. I'm like, look, I, I paid for the corner booth. Why don't we have two tables and why aren't we actually on a corner? And he was like, oh, we'll see the last couple of tables of every row are the featured artists. So technically, we're not going to be on a corner no matter what, because the way they fucking set it up. Um, and he's like, and, and yeah, you're you're at the corner. You, you got the You got the corner real estate. And it's like, right. Where's the other table? They're like, oh, no, no, no. You're just paying for the right to be at the corner. You know, you, you have to pay an extra fifty dollars for another table. And it's like, fucking really? (laughs) So, like, we were livid and, like, you know, they saw how pissed we were. I was like, this is bullshit. Like, I don't know that we're going to do this again next year. So they gave us another table. like, oh, oh, we'll invoice you the the bill. I haven't got the invoice yet, so I don't know, because I know several other people complained as well. Because when they saw us getting another table, like, a bunch of other artists came running over going, like, what the fuck? How did you get another table? Like, we paid for a corner and we didn't get one. And I'm like, go, bitch. That's what we did.
3: <laughs> like, they're charging us an extra 50 bucks, but we got it. No, like, you shouldn't have to pay on top of what you've been promised. Yeah, exactly. And well they knew, that they knew they could do that because you're fucked because it's, the show started. Yeah.
4: Well, and the, and the worst part was they were like, oh, well, if you look at the fine print, it says one table and two chairs. And it's like, okay, you didn't change the form at all. But on the receipt in the fine print, it said, like, it lists what you paid for. And I'm like, you got to be fucking kidding me. So when you're buying it, it just says corner booth and doesn't give a description. But when you once you've purchased it, it shows you that you only get one table. So
0: people were like, my fine print says, fuck you and the horse you rode in on.
4: Yeah. Yep. And my favorite part was their response was. Well that's how we do it in Canada. And I'm like, this ain't Canada, bitch. Like what the
3: fuck? So these are the the like the Niagara Falls Comic Con guys? Yeah,
4: they're the guys that took over that and ruined that convention.
3: Oh, fuck them.
4: Yeah. What happened uh, to the old team? <laughs> it, well, apparently Dave and Adams had a falling out. Uh, they were the guys that ran it before, and yeah. so they sold the they sold the convention. Um, you know, hook line and sinker, like the whole the name and everything. And these guys came in and scooped it up. But it's funny because these are the same guys who were in the uh, Niagara Falls Comic Con. Because for years I was going to the Niagara Falls Comic Con. And it was affordable. It was a nice little con. I even tabled at it one year. And it was only $150 for for an an 8-foot Artist Alley table. Oh, that was the other thing. They changed the size of the tables. Every year previously we had 8-foot tables. This year they were 6-foot tables. Um, Yeah. Oh, and (laughs) this one really fucking pissed me off in years past nickel city always had the horror convention downstairs now the horror section was a lot cheaper by like like over a hundred dollars cheaper for a table um but it was down in this little like you know off the like kind of like one of the little like convention rooms like it wasn't that big it's kind of out of the way there's not a lot of foot traffic so it's like yeah you're paying a cheaper price but you're not in a good location uh where artists alley in previous years was right across from celebrity row. So like it was great traffic and all that. So we paid the extra money to always be an artist alley this year, because the convention is smaller, they moved the horror section upstairs. The horror section had eight foot tables were across from celebrity row, and it was still over a hundred dollars cheaper, but they didn't advertise it. So Tara and I would have got a table over in the horror section where a lot of our friends were, yeah. But we always got Artist Alley because, again, good location. We were in a shitty location with smaller tables and paid more money. So we still made Man, the best of fuck it. fuck their assets. Yeah. But no, I was going to say the Niagara Falls thing, like the year I did the the table there, $150, bucks, beautiful turnout. It was it was cheap enough to get in. We had it was tons of people all weekend. So that was 2015. I did it in 2016 when it was under new new management, which is the same team. Uh, the Artist's Alley table was 275, so they upped it by quite a lot. Um, they crammed Artist's Alley back behind the food court and had, like, all the vendors and celebrities on the other side of the convention hall. So we got, like, zero foot traffic all weekend, and, like, I barely even made my table cost back. It was just... You know... It was terrible.
0: This brings me to an interesting point. Uh, I'm not going to... I'm not going to... Name names and say who said it in case I misquote him at all Mm -hmm. But uh, I was talking to another toy artist Who generally has the stance of uh, He doesn't do conventions and he doesn't do toy shows uh, 99% of the time because Why are we paying them? Right Because they need us Mm -hmm. To bring the people
3: in Yeah, it should be. So
0: why are we paying them to be there? Why are we paying them to take a risk and potentially not make any money and then be in the hole for participating in their convention that they need us to have?
4: Yeah, exactly.
3: No, you Uh, shouldn't. Their income should be coming from the tickets. Right? right. They should well, be that, making it off the guests, of, you know, the people who are bringing you in.
4: That's, like, that's the they, other dirty trick they did is they up the ticket cost at the door and didn't advertise it.
3: Yeah, that fuck that. As soon as you told me that, I was like, I was trying to find a way to get down there. Like it was very like my was so tied up. It wasn't even funny, but I was like, maybe I can fake an illness or something. And as soon as you told me <laughs> that, I was like, oh, Jesus Christ.
4: Oh, yeah. It, it infuriated me because a couple of my friends came down uh, to check it out. And on the website, it said $40 for Saturday. And at the door, they were charging 45 And when asked about it, they were like, oh, well, you had to buy them early online to get the $40 price. This was at the door price. And it's like, great. It's nice how you guys didn't advertise that at all. Like, the the only thing I even saw regarding the price was they did an Instagram story about a week before the convention that was like, you know, buy your tickets now and avoid, and, and it was it avoid the line at the door or something like that. And it was like, okay, well, you didn't say anything about price changes. So that, yeah, yeah. It, yeah, they were dicks. But the convention overall, even though the first day we were both really freaking pissed off, <laughs> uh, we ended up selling quite a lot. Like once we kind of added up our entire table, like what we both made, we We did well. like we we spent a lot of money on this con because it was our first con back after not having done them for a long time. So we kind of had to do everything. like I needed to get new business cards. I needed to get prints of just about everything. had to buy bags and boards, you know, uh, paper bags to, you know for people that are are buying this stuff. So it was just a lot of overhead that I normally wouldn't have, um, but just because I was out of everything. And even with that, and the the increasing cost, like we both almost made all of our money back um like talking about all of our print costs and all that kind of stuff so much so that like what, whatever our next convention is we both have enough stock to do the next con without having to really do any printing so all we have to pay is like for whatever our table cost is so it'll be a lot easier to make a huge profit on the next one um But yeah, we got to, we got to meet a lot of cool people, got to see a lot of old friends that we hadn't seen in years. Uh, met Sergeant Slaughter. He was really fucking cool. Um, super nice guy. Um, met Tom Matthews, which he was, he was funny. Like we were talking about Return of the Living Dead one and two. And, um, I was telling him about how, you know, my son wanted to watch it ever since he was a little kid because he always saw the the Return of the Living Dead poster in my bedroom or in my uh, computer room. And, um. I was telling him that I finally let him watch it. And then when I let him watch part two, he thought the, the deja vu joke between, you know, him and James Karen was friggin' hilarious. And I was like, he's only five. And he was like, Oh my God, that's friggin' funny. Like we were laughing about that. And, um, then he was telling us about like the, you know, the fan films the never hike alone. And so he's talking a lot about those. And then yeah, of course, it, Grant. Dude,
3: trust me. <laughs> it's oh so no, cool. they're,
4: they're fucking rad. No, I finally did. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, and of course, CJ Graham, you know, we met him before, but he was just as cool. And he was refusing to take money for table photos. Um, and I think that was a giant slap in the face to the con because I've heard from a lot of other celebrities in the past that they don't get to set their prices. Basically, their agent and the talent agency that that you know does the scouting for the conventions, um, they set the prices with the convention. So they have to charge X amount, you know, whatever. And like, they might be able to say like, oh, well, my autograph is going to be this, but you know, they don't get to charge their for their photo ops. Well, we're in line for CJ Graham and we didn't see a cost for table photos. We just saw like the autograph price and the professional photo price. And um, we asked the lady that was there, we're like, so how much is it for a table photo? And she's like, well, we tried to get him to take money, but he won't. And I was like, oh. Okay, so we're not doing table photos. She's like, "Oh no, no, he's doing them for free." We tried to keep we told we told him take money, but
3: he won't. So we, so, we yeah, go ahead finish. I was gonna say,
4: like, so we we asked D J Graham. We're like, "So does it cost anything?" He's like, "No, no, fuck that! No, get in here, take a photo." And uh, like he just he was refusing, and like he, the, the handler looked so sad.
3: He's <laughs> one of the nicest people I've met at conventions. Ever. Oh yeah. So. I've told if I've told this on the show, stop me. I think I've told you guys privately. Um, there was a convention in the early 2000s, uh, Fangoria Week in Horrors, in New Jersey, where they got like this huge reunion for Friday the 13th. It was like some sort of an anniversary year, but they got Betsy Palmer to come out before she passed. So she was sucking all of the air out of the room, but they had CJ Graham for the first time. Um, they had every single living Jason was in this room plus some of the final girls, but CJ Graham had never done a convention at this point. Um and they had both of the Jasons from part two, even though they like hate each other and one of them hadn't done conventions before, but everybody was in line to meet Betsy Palmer. It wasn't like, you know, some of the conventions where you can just kind of do a loop and get every single oh, yeah. person. If they have like uh all the Sons of Anarchy, you can stop this guy, this guy, this guy, and leave. Mm-hmm. This was all individual lines to get People's autographs so everybody was going To Betsy Palmer everybody was like Jason's mom holy shit And where I was in line I was Stopped right in front of CJ Graham And he didn't know he was popular So Like the convention made him a couple like Jason 8 by 10s and he was I just started Talking to him and he was like amazed At mm-hmm. this fandom surrounding Friday the 13th and I was like I really want your autograph but Betsy Palmer's like 95 years old Right. And he was like, no, dude, it's totally cool. But I ended up having a better interaction with him than I did with Betsy Palmer, who was super cool. Right. But she also didn't know that, like, you need to move the line along. So she was talking to each person for like 25 minutes. Oh, damn. So <laughs> I just got to stand there in front of CJ Graham. He was the coolest fucking dude ever. Like, I spent more time talking to him about Highway to Hell mm-hmm. than I, I did about anything else. It was just super neat that, like, one of the Jasons is one of the nicest guys ever. Oh, uh, yeah
4: like he actually my my buddy tim um he recently lost his mother and you know he's been going through a lot of stuff and he was talking to cj graham and um apparently cj graham actually asked me he's like you know what's what's going on buddy you you look a little blue and he started telling him about what he went through and and he he came over he was telling me and terry's like i can't believe like jason was just giving me life advice and like Actually, seemed to give a shit. I was like, "That's awesome!" Like this guy, he's a class act all the way around. Yeah.
3: Um, so is Kane Hodder.
4: I still haven't met him, but man, I want to. He seems he so is cool.
3: Such a terrifying sweetheart.
4: <laughs> That's the perfect description.
3: <laughs> Every interaction I've had with Kane Hodder has been like, "You're terrified." He could turn it on because mm-hmm. he's not—he's not a pretty man, and he's huge. Mm-hmm. Um, but he was like super cool to Teresa and he met her when hatchet two came out. Oh nice. I, We went to some convention somewhere and he just kept, you know, he asked her, he's like, have you seen hatchet? He's like, I know I'm Jason, but have you seen hatchet? She was like, no. And he's like, look, I'm just going to do something with my hands. But when you see the movie, you'll understand it's hilarious. And he did the, the jaw ripping. <laughs> and she was like, I don't understand. And I was like, well, we're watching Hatchet tonight. <laughs> you know, it was like, but he was like super nice. And I, I always tell the story of how he made these guys who are getting stuff signed for eBay leave a convention because they cut in line uh, for some kids with special needs. You oh. know, Jason, Jason was just, or Jason, Kane Hodder was just like, you're, you're leaving or I'm going to kill you. <laughs> you know?
0: You know who else was super nice? It and I'm sure both of you guys can can agree with this and just like terrifyingly kind for who he was was Sid Haig.
4: Oh yeah. my God! Yes. Yeah. No. He. I, I only had the the joy of meeting him once, and he was such a nice dude. Like, and it's funny when I met yeah. him, it was 2003. So like, he was kind of just on that upswing of like his his reignited career. And like, he was, and oh, sorry,
0: he ahead. was. No, I was just going to say, like, he was he was so ridiculously happy to, like, smile and chat with you and then pause and be like, you want me to choke you for a picture? And
4: like, it's Sid Hague. So you're just like, y- yes. <laughs> See, w- w- when when I met him, um, I had God, like I was, you know, in love with House of Thousand Corpses, like so many other people. And um, I was talking to him about that in Spider-Baby. And, um, you know, it's like as soon as I brought up Spider-Baby, he's like, oh, damn. OK, <laughs> so we started chatting about that. And that led into Galaxy of Terror and all that. But, it, you know, when I was gushing about House of Thousand Corpses and I was talking about how the, the script that Rob Zombie released online for people to buy, like it was like five dollars for a Xerox copy. Um, it was so different from the, the final film. And we, we got talking about that, and he's like, oh, we'll wait till you see what we got next. And he wouldn't tell me what was going on, but he was, like, hinting about the Devil's Rejects. And I'm like, I couldn't wait to find out. So, of course, like, once information came out about the Devil's Rejects, I was like, oh, shit, that's what he was talking about. But he was, he was so fucking nice. Unlike Tom Savini, who was a dick. <laughs> <laughs> Anytime I get to say Tom Savini's
3: a dick, I always do. Oh, you beat me to it. Tom Savini was a pervert, or a dick. Story comes up, <laughs> I if, would be rich.
4: If we turned that into a drinking game, we'd be fucked
3: <laughs> by Tom Savini.
4: <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh lord! Uh, no, we're none of us are blonde with big tits. He doesn't
3: care.
4: <laughs> He's an equal opportunity kind yes. of guy.
3: <laughs> I've heard many stories. Many, many, many stories that, uh, the door swings all over the place for Tom Savini. Leave it at that. I'm not going to make accusations, but I've heard enough people. Basically willing participants. That's, that's about it. Tom likes to party. Um, let's hop into the plugs, uh, because they're getting engaged and I'm feeling sentimental. Mike McCoy and the soon to be Tara McCoy, probably, um, Whenever their wedding is, uh, check out their shop at Coffin Dreams, LLC. And if you need monster makeup, masks, etc., look for one Mr. Mike McCoy in Buffalo. He will hook you up. Um, Mike, you just dropped the very, very good Terrifier episode um, where Sam hopped on. And I think she fits in the best on Boogeyman's Closet. Or she's yeah. just... Getting more and more comfortable in its shows, but uh, the Summer of Sam continues, <laughs> and uh, great episode. Race by Reynolds is coming up soon.
4: Oh, yeah. We got uh, we got our big 50th episode, The Return to Slasher Camp, and uh, man, we had a blast recording it, so I can't wait to listen back to it.
3: <laughs> Josh, as you said before, the creep is coming.
1: Creep and then is after coming. That,
3: more creeps I- coming on your back (laughs) hope you're wearing glasses because you might come on oh wait um different (laughs) different creep he's coming everywhere rule 34 but uh start saving your money we've given you a fair warning so if you're a listener to the show get ready um you are going to be getting a creep figure from josh uh raised by rentals uh jerry's closet I have news for everybody, Mike. You might have heard this. Let me bring up the copy that I got from one Sam Grenquist. Do 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 do. Podcasting. Podcasting. I am. I'm prepared. So, <laughs> um, you know what? No, I'll let her make this announcement. But Dollar Movies. If you go check out Jerry's Closet, she is trying to clear out some of her stock of DVDs, Blu-rays. They are all a dollar. So she's got a lot of hard-to-find awesome stuff
1: Mm -hmm. that
3: uh, I would say it would be in your best interest to get your ass down there and um, buy them. Because if you don't, I will. (laughs) We have, so it's come to this, a Simpsons Family Podcast who will be guesting soon on Boogeyman's Closet. Am I forgetting anybody? Upstate Pro Wrestling for all your pro wrestling needs. And uh, I think that's it. If you need to go to the hospital, go to Mike's Hospital. It's a great hospital. (laughs) Oh, God. (laughs) (laughs) Don't Uh, don't do that. (laughs) So because we have rambled a lot, we are going to give you a joke. And it's a special super secret joke from our (laughs) one and only Professor Pickman, Josh. So sit back. Give it a listen. And we're going to jump into show-and-tell right after that. Hello, Kermit the Frog here with
2: the world news and our very special guest, wacky weatherman
5: Werner here. Uh, How's the weather today, Werner? It's wonderful, Kermit. If you look outside, you can see we have a drizzle of rain and a gust of sunshine. Because those things make perfect sense in your weird world. Yes, that's absolutely correct. And uh, we have a we have a news
2: story here today, which is a uh, weird news mad libs, which has been given to us by uh, Mr. Mr. Wacky Weatherman Werner. So let's see what weird news the mad libs have to say. A poop in Ohio was arrested this morning after he jangled in front of a nun. Mary Margaret had a history of shitting, but no one, not even his janitor, ever imagined he'd fart with a child stuck in his butthole. I always thought he was tasty, but I never thought he'd do something like this. Even his grandma was surprised. After a brief scratch, cops followed him to a jack-in-the-box where he reportedly dunked in the fry machine. In February, a woman was charged with a similar crime, but rather than fuck with a fucker, she fucked with a fucking dog. Either way, we imagine that after witnessing him fuck with a fucker, there are probably a lot of fuckers that are going to need some therapy. Boy, we're in a, that's some weird stuff. I don't know why you had me read that, but I think you're going to have to read the next one.
5: It would be my honor, Mr. The Frog. And thank you for bringing the world the weird news. Until next time,
3: <laughs> Mr. The Frog. <laughs>
1: I had no idea what that was going to be used for. <laughs> oh my
4: god! Oh, there's. I I just kind of went on on a on a fuck fucker fuck spree <laughs> at the end of that. <laughs>
3: Holy uh, oh, damn, that was funny So <laughs> you guys did a Mad Lib and Josh didn't tell you what it was for? <laughs> yep <laughs> Alright, that's fucking hilarious um,
1: <laughs>
3: Something damn. I wrote down for the intro And I forgot to mention it So, um, Or just our random preamble I was made aware of a new social app called Slasher Have you guys heard of Slasher?
0: I have not, I have not.
3: So it's like a stripped down Facebook, and it's all just for horror fandom, and it's pretty bare bones. But like, you go on if you've got something to promote. So I put Count Creepyhead on there. If anybody joins it, check it out. It's an app. You can also just do it online too. You can just go to their website. Uh, this isn't—they're not paying me or anything. Sam let me know about it because she she promotes Jerry's Closet on there. Um, but like, just within the course of a day, I've had like 500 friend requests and it's just people like check out my website, check out my store, check out my haunted house or I'm just a fan of things because you can't search, you can't say like who's local to me or like you can't keyword like Jason fans or anything. It's just who's new and then you connect to them and then you look at their friends and you connect to their friends and it kind of grows that way. Mm. Um but I think it's just the the interface is kind of simple. But if you've got something to promote, check them out. They're pretty cool. Uh, we're on there i was going to make a wikipedia for us but i did that instead so in the coming weeks when i get to it i'll put a wikipedia that's full of shit with all kinds of claims that aren't real just to amuse us (laughs) um because there's no fucking way anybody's going to edit that wikipedia (laughs) (laughs) entry except for us um so show and tell time i didn't get a ton or i just don't remember what i fucking bought but uh, me and Mike both got the same thing, the Reaction Return of the Dead figures. Oh, they're so good. My box isn't smashed, but let me do a live unboxing, and I can give you my opinion. It's Super 7, puts these in tiny fucking boxes to save space, mm-hmm. and, you know, if the postman isn't careful, you're going to get a crush box and dented figures.
4: Yeah, uh, I, I mean, I bought, I bought four of them, two of each, so I could keep two in the package.
3: I did the same thing. Um, ooh, these are so fucking pretty. Holy shit! Yeah, the
4: the two the two that I have that I'm keeping in package, thankfully, there's just like a slight ding on the corner of uh, one of the cards, and then the other one, it's just like a slight crease. Uh, but the two that I opened, the packages were just fucking wrecked.
3: Yeah, so um, my cards aren't perfect either. Yeah. Don't feel bad. Um, the only thing that I'm kind of worried about, I would have bought these either way, is that, mm-hmm. you know, Super 7, like, they can't wait. They're going to make these in, like, glow-in-the-dark. Oh, yeah. Um, I just, I don't think we're going to get any more after this.
4: I doubt that we'll see more Return of the Living Dead figures uh, from them. I mean, I, I shouldn't say I, I could see them doing like a Tar Man and a Yellow Man or like a Tar Man and a Half Corpse, um, especially the Half Corpse, because it's like, hey, we can charge full price for half a half a figure. Yeah.
3: Oh, man, no sticker. What the fuck? But, uh, I've got like 50 Super 7 stickers. I, I just love freebies. <laughs> Um, yeah, I can picture them doing tournament and half corpse. They're super cool looking. Um, there's another sale going on this week, 20% off if you spend a hundred or more and they just announced some other new stuff, which I'll go over in the news. Um, so like everybody else, I picked up the rest of the Ninja Turtles. Mm -hmm. So I got them all. Um, I fucking love them. There's lots of fun hidden articulation where I didn't think there would be. Like, knees on Bebop and Rocksteady, which I, I think is pretty sweet. Um, I've got some nitpicks, but nothing crazy, like Donatello's glasses falling off. See, I'm, like,
4: I'm lucky. I didn't have that problem with mine.
3: Uh, but also, like, I would expect, you know, um, and Raphael's size are gigantic. Mm-hmm. And they go, you know, they, they're, they, they have the placement that he always has, which is in the front of his waist. So they're kind of warped. And the other complaint is my Leonardo. He's holding his swords in the package. The paint transferred off the swords onto his hands. Mm. But otherwise, I, they're they're fucking great and they're worth it. So, like, if you haven't got them and you can find them, get them. Because, you know, they're going to fly off the shelves. Uh, I was at Burlington Code Factory and I found the uh, Spin Masters Batman stuff. They have a deluxe box set that has Batman, the Bat Cycle, and Swamp Thing. That I wanted for a long time. I never saw it at retail. And now it's $12.99 at uh, Burlington Code Factor. So I picked that up. uh, And Shipwreck came in. I pre-ordered him. I got him early from Amazon. And he's fucking amazing. Everything you want in a Shipwreck toy. Nice. He's got two different profiles. You can take his hair off and give him the hat or no hat. He's got poly. uh, Two guns. His rope. And his grappling claw thing Which I, I'm still not sure what it's for But I always thought it was fucking cool
0: um, It's to bring the kid close to him So he can ask Does your mother like dark side bars Johnny?
3: <laughs> <laughs> um, but Shipwreck's one of those characters Where I feel like if you know, you're know you a Joe fan You gotta have Shipwreck Oh uh, yeah
0: um, God, You're the spitting image Yeah <laughs> <laughs>
3: That's all I got. Uh, Josh, what about you?
0: Uh, I also did not get a ton, because as I as I mentioned off, off the air, uh, I'm getting ready to drop the money on the Titan Class Nemesis, because, yeah, there's a price hike on it from the last Titan Class, and you know what? I don't care, because it's the fucking Nemesis. And I want that big Decepticon chip.
4: And it looks pretty freaking huge.
0: But uh, since I don't have that yet, I won't talk about that. Uh, the, there was a local toy shop that I'll give a shout out to. Uh, it's a mix of new and vintage and, and loose. Uh, really good little toy shop called Bat City Toys. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I went in there for their grand opening last weekend. And I snagged a Masterverse Catra for retail price, which I was very happy to finally see in person. Uh, and I think she's, I think she's great. I don't get the complaints about her um all of the princess power figures in masterverse are kind of simple and look similar to one another but that's the nature of the princess of power figures yeah like they're they're very true to the vintage line in a surprising way and I can't complain about it do I wish her mask came off sure but I'm pretty glad that it's it's permanently stuck there for display reasons honestly uh, I'd rather have it stuck on her head than constantly falling off. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Um, and and I really like the way it can kind of like tilt back on her head, too, to look like the hairpiece.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, it kind of sits on top of her head.
0: So, yeah, no, two two thumbs up for Catra. Uh I also grabbed Masterverse Pighead for $10. And holy shit, he's fun. Uh, he, have- he looks cool. If you haven't grabbed Pighead yet, uh, check your local targets. They've been clearancing him out for like 10.99, and he is absolutely worth it. Uh, if nothing else, you can swap his head out for Barbarian Skeletor's alternate Barbarian head, and it looks badass. Uh, nice. Great accessories. He's. Um, if I had to nitpick about him. His shoulder pads are kind of loose. You do have to jam them upwards onto his biceps when you first get them right out of the package. Uh, but once you get them up over the biceps, they they really don't move. Uh, but in the package, like as soon as you get them out, they'll sort of fall off his arms. Um, what else? What else? I got something else. But I'm, oh, that's right. Uh, axle grease. The, okay. The uh, latest junkie on that. Parts, forms into weapons and what, whatever you want. Uh, she's great. She is probably one of the better re, uh, heavy retool slash repaints of an existing figure that I've seen in a while, because she's got the exact same engineering as Scrap Hook, but she's got enough parts to look significantly different. Uh, again, my biggest complaint from her is the fact that, oh, uh, you can, you can just tell looking at the details that they're trying to, they're going to try to make this into lockdown. Mm. And I'm adamantly against it because it's just, it's not the right figure to be made into lockdown. Uh, other than that, I got three, I got a shit ton of resin. Uh, I'm about to spend more money than I was expecting on boxes. Uh, and I uh, got three things that I have yet to open that I'm just sort of i'm I might just sit on them until Ruth goes away and I have something to do while she's out of town. <laughs> um, but I've got the uh, star Killer, the mm-hmm. vintage collection Starkiller. That I picked up uh, sometime last week, and I just set them aside. I was like, maybe I'll open them, maybe I'll sell them down the line. I don't know, but uh, now I'm gonna open them. Uh, also got Masterverse Man at Arms on clearance for fifteen that I just haven't had a chance to open yet because I've been creeping it up. That, that, uh, and
4: gi- that giant cannon he comes with looks pretty cool. Yeah, yeah it does.
0: Uh, and this morning, for reasons I will explain, immediately after I say, uh, I found hiding in the Walmart clearance aisle, uh, a classified Jinx, or not Jinx, uh, Zorana for 17. Ooh,
3: that's totally worth it. Uh,
0: and instantly I was like, yep, you're coming home because Ruth just dyed her hair pink, uh, and she's been styling it in a way that it absolutely looks like the classified Zorana's hair. that's awesome
3: now ruth has her own action figure so yeah when she gets home i'm gonna be like look baby i found you at the store (laughs) and her own chainsaw gun right yes because everybody needs a chainsaw gun um something you guys will be excited about uh that i forgot to mention that i bought brought to you by jerry's closet go down there today and get your one dollar movies um I was out of town today working, and I stopped in Target. I found a lost wave of Masterverse figures. I found Hero. I found Sunman, who I no trace of anywhere, and Battle Armor He-Man. Nice. Uh, just hanging around. No Jitsu. He's the last figure in the wave. Somebody must have got to him before I did. Um, so I picked those up for He-Man Rick. Um, of the three, Battle Armor He-Man the coolest. Uh, he's got now, a lot of like nice hidden detail.
0: I kind of wanted Hero because uh, I've I've never had a Hero. I haven't. I didn't do the classics, and I didn't do the um, the Super Seven like retro styled one. Yep. So I, I'm kind of holding out hope that we'll get a Origins Hero.
3: I think you will because he's a lot of like reused He Man parts. He'd be an easy figure for them to make. I hope they would. So wait, it, it's
4: safe to say you're holding out for a hero.
3: Do you need a hero? <laughs> oh, thank you. Thank you for that.
0: <laughs> I did not even realize it was setting that up, and I'm uh, so glad I did.
4: <laughs> I couldn't help myself. My dad joke instincts kicked
3: in. I was like, oh, God. Well played, must sir. Be said. <laughs> um Mike, what'd you get?
4: Uh, well like you said uh the return of the living dead super seven i got those today i have been fiddling around with them the entire time we've been talking i absolutely love them um these with josh's uh, tarman figure it's it's just perfect like <laughs> the three of them together are just perfect um so yeah i'm i am beyond excited to finally own these um i also got all of the turtles the only turtle i'm missing is i haven't found splinter i have not seen him anywhere um, I've got all the the main character, all the main turtles, the villains, and I even got the baby turtle two packs and um, the baby turtle two packs. They're they're a lot of fun. Jess really liked these guys there. Uh, I, I love Raphael because he's like the, the, the stubby little fat kid. And it's yeah. just it, it cracks me up. Um, but no, these these figures are fantastic. Like, I can't get over that Playmates is releasing these for frickin ten dollars a pop. And they have as much articulation and accessories as they do. Like, that is impressive as hell. And makes me, you know, despise Hasbro a little bit more. (laughs) Because I'm like, what the hell, guys? Like, you know, Playmates is cranking out, like, really well-sculpted, well-articulated figures that have tons of accessories and a lot of play, you know, playability. And they're putting them out for $10 in nice, colorful packaging. You know, whereas Hasbro's over there with like they've they've cut back on their their packaging, the details. It all just looks like generic boxes now, and like they're charging more for certain characters. Like, oh, you want a Boba Fett? That's a ten dollar fee. You know, it's like what the fuck.
3: I oh god, I just get a headache thinking about fucking Hasbro. Like seriously,
4: like ah, yeah, Hasbro hate a lot of it. Um, Jess surprised me with a uh, a Fortnite solo mode figure. It's a guy named Riptide. Basically, he looks like a pissed off uh, fisherman. <laughs> like, he's like the angry Gordon's fisherman. Um, but he's really fucking cool. Like, he's got the the eye patch and the two giant hooks. And uh, I've been having, he's been been my desk fighter who's been fighting like the zombies and random crap on my desk. Um, really cool figure. Then uh, I also got, I don't know, did I talk about the Hayatoy's mean machine on the air? I don't remember if I did or if I just told Yeah, you, you did last week. Okay. I couldn't remember if, if we talked about him or not. Um, still a great figure. Uh, then I also got uh, this is this is a mouthful here. The um, it's it's Joy Toy figures. It's Warhammer Astra Militarum Tempestus Scion It's basically just a generic soldier. A really cool figure. My only complaint is that his gun has a, uh, a a strap on it that's not removable, and it's it's like you can kind of fold it down, but it easily pops up. So it's just like. This strap sticking straight up that looks wonky. So like with it over his shoulder, it looks great, but trying to like aim it, it looks funky. So I gave him a different gun. Uh, but again, Joy Toys really upped their game when it comes to quality control and like the articulation. He's he's a really well articulated figure. Um, then I also got another one of the um, the Space Marines. Uh, this time it's Iron Hands. Uh, bro- uh, Iron Hands' brother, Gravik. I'm sure I'm saying that wrong, but basically, a uh, another Space Marine, all in black, but this guy's got cyborg parts. So he has uh, like a Terminator hand with uh, weird cyber eye and all sorts of cool shit. So he just he fits in well with my other Space Marines. Um, and then I got the uh, Masters of the Universe Origins Snake Trooper. Finally found him.
3: Yeah, retail or did you order
4: I ordered my on Amazon. They they finally had him in at retail price because before it was like thirty dollars and I'm like, I'm not paying that.
3: You know, I still uh-huh. haven't seen um Slammerai. Yeah, I haven't anywhere.
4: either. The the only complaint I have about this snake trooper is the head that they picked for him. He constantly is looking up.
3: Yeah, yep. it's a Ratlore head?
4: Yeah. I still have never even found Rat <laughs> Lore. I've been trying to find him forever. I haven't seen him oh. anywhere.
3: I mean, he's coming back out. Yeah, but
4: uh, but yeah, no, it's it's a fun figure. I just I hate that he's always looking up. <laughs>
3: it's like oh yeah. man. You think that um, like they've got all these generic snake men coming out that they would make a generic snake man head, right? Um, but they didn't.
4: Or just like that same that same head, just mouth closed. You know, yeah. so he's not like looking upward. Um, and then last but not least, I got uh the vintage collection kale was it Kestis? Is that how you say his name? Mm-hmm. Yep. But yeah, he's a really good figure. Like, I can't say anything that Josh didn't already say about him. Um, But yeah, as far as like vintage collection figures go, he was on sale on Amazon over the weekend for like 11 bucks. I was like, you know what? I'll pick him up. He comes with a ton of accessories. I was like, if anything, I just get a lot of cool of cool accessories. But no, he's a great figure. Um, So when Hasbro wants to, they can make a good figure still. (laughs) Because uh, the other Hasbro thing I got was the Fortnite Victory Royale uh, Lexa. Um, I figured these, with these figures being canceled, uh, it's they're going to get harder and harder to get. And I've been waiting on, on buying this one because I didn't want to pay full price. And I found one in the warehouse deals for like $11. So I was like, you know what? I'm just going to grab it. I have Bezos bucks. Why not? And I am really impressed with this as a toy. Like... I know nothing about the characters or the skins or whatever from Fortnite, but as like a really cool lady robot with arm blades, like it's a fun toy. <laughs> so if you get the chance to get her, I would definitely recommend her.
3: I found God, I found her at like the box was beat up at a store and I bought her and she's awesome. If you have any kind of flight stand, she just looks kick ass. Yeah. Um Totally worth it. I have a feeling that sooner than later all these Fortnite guys are gonna end up in like all the clearance spots. Um a lot of them are like already. Like go to any Ollie's, you're gonna find Fortnite guys. Um but yeah. Actually, totally
4: it. Uh, I'm I'm kinda kicking myself now because I just looked on Amazon. As of today, she's down to eight seventy five. So Josh, if you're waiting to buy her <laughs>
3: hmm. or she's Wait till tomorrow when Prime Days start, because I'm sure there's going to be some good finds. Um, True. When those start. Um, so I just realized I said we won't have an episode next week. I don't go on vacation until the end of the month. Um, I'm just brain fried and stupid. So if you guys are free, if you haven't made plans already, we can record an episode. Um, uh, yeah, I can record. I don't fucking know. Yeah, I'm know. next week. Um, Noodle brains. Uh, Unfortunately, that means that I'm on vacation during Comic-Con, which sucks. But uh, hopefully stuff doesn't go on sale. Anyway, are you guys ready for the news? Oh, indeed. Let me hop into breaking news. Uh, Just announced some people found some secret listings for some upcoming McFarlane Toys product. Including the third series of Movie Maniacs, I am going to do the least coolest to the coolest. Are you ready? hmm Clark Griswold from Christmas Vacation. Sheldon as The Flash from Big Bang Theory. Ugh. Aragorn from Lord of the Rings.
5: Oh, fuck.
3: Like, do you care about any of this shit? Not really. No? No. You're going to care about this. Red Miller from Mandy.
4: Okay, interesting.
3: Gold label, which means you're going to get some more paint detail. It's awesome if it looks like Nicolas Cage. Which it won't. Yeah. So, take that for what it's worth. Uh, Hasbro announced the final lockable for the Dragonfly. Uh, Matt LeMay, his wife, convinced him to let him purchase it. And it is... Night Force Crazy Legs is the final lockable figure. Um, Glenda, who is kind of a deep cut GI Joe pilot, is the next one. They're almost at her. I'm pretty sure they'll hit her, like in the last day, like last minute people jumping on. I don't know if they'll make it to Crazy Legs, but that would be Night Force Crazy Legs and Night Force Ripcord. So if you're a diehard Joe person. Um, I'm not going to jump on it, but I think that's cool. That means that you're going to get crazy legs and record at some point. Um, Comic-Con exclusive from Mattel in their wrestling stuff is Muhammad Ali in their ultimate figure form um, as he appeared in one of the WrestleManias, I think part WrestleMania 1.
0: Now, speaking of Comic-Con exclusives, uh, I don't want to jump the gun too much here, but because uh, I know we're going to be talking about the uh, revealed classified chuckles, uh, yes. <laughs> um, as much as I don't like it how closely have you guys looked at that figure
3: pretty closely not much at all do you notice what all.
0: accessory he comes with
3: What do you, he comes with a ton of accessories handcuffs I'm going to send something to you specifically I'm looking at him right now so you see that <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty cool he comes with uh, sound blaster he comes yeah, he comes with a little Walkman that, that is a tiny sound blaster. That that's, that's pretty awesome. badass. um so I don't know why they're waiting so long to announce these, but Has Labs announced their uh Has Labs Hasbro announced their uh Single Comic Con exclusive figure of Chuckles. Not not even accurate chuckles, but I mean like he's got they could have used the legs that uh, Shipwreck has, but he's got his pants tucked into his boots for some fucking reason. When I was a kid, I always thought Chuckles was cool because he was just a regular dude. So mm-hmm. if you wanted to have an adventure, if somebody didn't have weapons attached to him, you could have Chuckles. Um, but he comes with two heads, one beat up, one regular, a uh, bunch of crazy accessories. There are some teases as they like to do uh, in the background, one of them is the G.I. Joe helicopter that's not the Dragonfly. Um, I don't think they'll make it into a toy because it would be gigantic. What, the um, Tomahawk? Yeah, the Tomahawk. Oh, yeah, that, that would be freaking huge. <laughs> uh, he comes with Soundwave or Soundblaster, sound a knife, uh, a lay, everything you'd expect him to come with as a regular figure. Uh, headphones, sunglasses, two brass knuckles, a uh, suitcase that's got gold bars in it. It's Chuckles. Uh, I love Chuckles, but this is kind of ridiculous. Um, and he's forty one ninety nine because they gave him all this extra shit you didn't want. Because Hasbro, that's why. Um, take that for what it's worth. And they said, like they said last time, last year with their exclusives, the only way to get him is to go to Comic-Con get a code, and then buy him online. Which is just excessive and ridiculous if you ask me. Uh, let's see here. Super 7 announced in 2025 they're going to be making figures for Tiger Sharks, which was the Thundercats spin-off of Fishmen that not many people remember mm-hmm. that got cancelled really early. Hasbro has IDW Lightning Collection Power Rangers stuff coming out with like new revamped versions of the yellow, blue, red, and black rangers. They look pretty cool, but I expect they will be expensive. do, 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 do. what else is uh, let's see here. Super Seven showed off. They tease it in the background, but there's finally pictures. Godzilla, King of the monsters. This is a Godzilla that can eat people. so he's like covered in blood. and it's the ultimate Godzilla. It looks really fucking cool. Um, and it comes with a little person to eat. Yeah, I wonder if that's Brian Flynn. Like he put himself in there. Maybe. Um, People are starting to get the first shipment of reaction Godzillas, and I'm kind of like on the fence about them. I don't think they're that great. Um, I think NECA did a better job, but I'll wait to see reviews before I kind of like pass final judgment for what you're paying, though. Uh, Super Seven is making. You mean the Ultimates? Yes, sorry. Ultimates Godzillas. Uh, Super Seven is doing Acme reaction figures. I'm guessing this is Looney Tunes, but it's Toonie Two Packs. I, I'm not sure exactly well, what this is. You know, they they totally shocked me with
0: that one because uh, they revealed the Toonie Two Pack today. It comes in an Acme inspired wooden crate,
1: okay.
0: and it's Toon Judge Doom and Bug eyed Roger Rabbit. That's what that is in special tune packaging, and they look fantastic. But yeah, that was a bit of a misdirection from them because that's what's coming in the Acme crate Uh, Doom and Toon Roger. uh,
3: That's sort of cool. Up for sale now, wave two of the weirdest from Reaction Super 7. So you get Zombie, the zombie hamburger mascot, the mummy's hand, who looks really cool, and Trauma Bomb, who I think is the weakest of, of the six weirdest characters he's like a covid with a hipster sweater i don't know he's the only one that i'm kind of on the fence about uh let's see here there's lots of images from the blue beetle movie that's coming out as i said crazy legs is the final figure he just has a picture like a drawing they haven't um sculpted him or done any kind of render for him that's it for new news now let's go into old news because we were gone for oh, a week i'm gonna yes. segue in between because i'm gonna have
0: to i'm gonna have to skim to get the the hot parts of this article uh but i'll do i'll do brief news interludes with this this article about the mattel film division. Yes. Let me uh, so i'll start it out with uh with basically just reading from the excerpt because this is to toy people, this is fucking fascinating stuff. Obviously, the basis of it is mostly the Barbie movie. Uh, but they drop in so many little interesting surprise tidbits that are like, you're working on what movie? Uh, so, in ni- uh, in 2019, Greta Gerwig became the latest in a line of writers, directors, and producers to make the pilgrimage to a toy workshop in El Segundo, California. Touring the facility... The Mattel Design Center has become a rite of passage for Hollywood types who are considering transforming one of the company's products into a movie. A list that now includes such names as J.J. Abrams, looking at Hot Wheels, and Vin Diesel, looking at Rock'em Sock'em Robots. When a VIP visit, Richard Dixon, a tall bespectacled man who is the company's chief operating officer, plays the role of Willy Wonka. He'll show off the 65-year-old machines that are still used to affix fake hair to Barbies. He'll invite you to inspect life-size, road-ready replicas of Hot Wheel cars. And the center even boasts a giant rendering of Castle Grayskull. The brand immersion moment is the everything moment, Dixon told me. I've met with some of the greatest artists, truly greatest artists in the world. And if you don't walk out of here drinking the Kool-Aid, then it might have been a great play date, but maybe we don't continue playing.
1: Hmm.
0: So it goes on from there And essentially like I'll I'll scroll through and get the highlights For the end of the news uh, Which Hint at some of the other movies being made But essentially uh, The head of their film team Is uh, one of the Former Miramax executives Who okay. believes uh, Who's working with the CEO Of Mattel and together they believe Two big things one is that Um, When the new CEO came into Mattel, it was right at the death of Toys R Us. Yes. Uh, And he believed it was very important to not establish all of their key brands as key toy brands, but intellectual property franchises.
3: Which makes sense.
0: Uh, And he comes from, uh, I think it was the, uh, he was the head of Fox Kids in Europe. Okay, He's the current head of Mattel. So he's very much coming from a children's programming point of view. Which is really interesting to be the head of Mattel. Uh, But yeah, so they have that and that uh, pre-knowledge of the IP is everything. So if people even have the slightest memory of IP, they might move forward. And it's not necessarily because they want to relaunch a toy brand or they want to market on a toy brand it's because they truly believe in the movie uh and i'll pull up some of the interesting examples of that for the end of the news because okay. there are no, there are enough in there for me to look at and be like okay yeah you're putting your money where your mouth is with this
3: well i mean everybody's assuming barbie is going to be great and people are excited about it so well if it's barbie's it's, successful
0: I'll send I'll send you guys the article because it's very long, but it's it is super fucking fascinating to see the way Mattel handled working with Greta Gerwig to like first, like bring her into the project and essentially talk her into it uh, until they got to a point where it was like, do we really want to bring up some of the failed things of Barbie? And she was like, no, it's celebrating Barbie. Yes, we want to bring up those failures. It's celebrating the things you tried that didn't work. And they were like better set fire with something with her rollerblades. I'm just saying, and and they basically (laughs) were like and at every turn, like the essentially the article details like that Greta Gerwig and Margot Robbie left Mattel with such an understanding of the brand that everything that the executives at Mattel were leery about, they could talk them into because they were like, No, it's not parody, it's paying honor to the brand. Like, yeah, we're poking a little bit of fun, but we're doing it in a way that's saying, like, look, you this brand did this ridiculous, stupid thing that failed terribly, and look how big it still is and how amazing it still is. Yeah. And, like, at every turn, Mattel was like, yeah, you guys are right. Make your movie. Cool. So it's it's interesting to see, A, that they're going this all in with movies and, uh, B, allowing... Allowing the filmmakers to essentially be like, "No, we have to do this," and then being like, "Yeah, you're right, do it." All right. Uh, uh, and the article specifically cites how um, they've learned from all of Hasbro's mistakes. Oh <laughs> uh, fuck you! Yeah. Like, like, did you guys know that there was a fucking Ridley Scott Monopoly movie in development? <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, like. This, this is this is back when like Hasbro still had like hot movie deals before Battleship came out, but there were <laughs> there were several apparently like several Hasbro property movies in development after Transformers was a hit, and one of them was Ridley Scott Monopoly, uh, and yeah, he talked wow. about how. You know, it might be a very serious drama movie fo- focusing on, like, a futuristic Donald Trump-like figure. Grand, this, you know, was years before he was president, but still. Uh, and it it was uh, laughed at as such a ridiculous idea in Hollywood that it was essentially shamed into non-existence.
3: Good. <laughs> I'm glad that didn't happen. Um, right. Anyway, yeah, shoot. I'll pick up the other stuff when you finish the news. Let me chew through the news because we're kind of short on time because, Mike, you got a heart out, right? Yeah, I got to get out at 830. All right. So coming from McFarlane, a gold labeled deluxe Swamp Thing has both heads. The one that was a GameStop exclusive one that was regular retail and he's blacklight now. So he's got like glowy parts. So if you weren't sure about Swamp Thing before, you might want him now. Um, they did a block, belu- a deluxe 89 Batmobile with Batman that popped up on Amazon and sold out like an hour. Um, according to their pictures, he can sit inside of it. I don't know how. And I wouldn't throw it past McFarlane to have some sort of like photography trickery. So maybe you have to like rip his legs off or something, but apparently he can sit inside of it. Um, there is a classic Riddler figure coming out, again, from McFarlane. Looks really cool. Hyatt Toys is doing a six inch Judge Dread. This is kind of in the Mezco style, the cloth clothing. Looks really cool. Uh, Super Seven is doing a deluxe Thundercats Cat's Lair for $700 with a flat. $100 shipping rate um before you balk and get pissed this is a really good price what you're getting you're getting a playset that's the size of snake mountain and it comes with a ton of stuff so it, it looks huge um i don't think they would have made this if they didn't think it would sell because just the r&d on it alone is pretty crazy um To follow up on that, Super 7 has been canceling a lot of Ultimate figures because they're not selling enough pre-sales to make it worth it. So, uh, for example, Guinan from Star Trek Next Generation, Whoopi Goldberg, nobody wants her, so they're not going to make her, Um, Mm. which I think is smart business. Instead of making these guys and having them sit around forever, uh, they canceled a a bunch of Super 7 um, Power Ranger stuff, too. Because why would you buy theirs when you can get the Hasbros for a third of the price? And they they look better like I've had in hand. If you go to Best Buy, they have a lot of the Power Rangers stuff now from Super 7 and you could look at Tommy and it does not look good. It's not a good looking toy. Um, and a lot of that's because it's painted plastic and it just looks weird. It kind of takes away from the sculpt because uh, it's re- like it's clear that they have like brown plastic for his hair and they painted the flesh tone over it. and It just doesn't look right. Um, let's see here. NECA is doing a Halloween ends Michael Myers figure. I don't think anybody gives a shit about that unless it's like crushable Michael Myers.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh,
3: there is a target exclusive battle damage Darth Vader coming out from Obi-Wan Kenobi with a big slash in his face. And you can see Anakin underneath it looks pretty cool. Um, as smart as Mattel is, they're not good with crowdfunding because they have the Jurassic Park gate up for crowdfunding. And only a thousand people have backed it. Um, all the that cool stuff gate. you'd expect to come with it, like the fencing, the figures, the truck, are all behind unlockables. So it's mm-hmm. kind of like, why would you spend $400 for a fucking gate and that's mm-hmm. it? Right. Uh, it's kind of stupid. I think they're like expecting more people to take the bait than they're actually doing it. Um, mm-hmm. So I don't expect this to, to succeed at all. Um, more San Diego Comic-Con Super 7 reveals. There is a reaction Godzilla with the train that he can eat, uh, Arc Hidora and King Ghidorah to go with their San Diego Comic-Con Arc themed stuff. There is a special edition Dungeons & Dragons Hero from the cover of the second edition uh, manual and it comes in a box shaped like the manual, like the, the board game you could buy like a red box and the reaction figures inside of it's pretty cool. Uh, There is a boxed Shogun Warriors Rodan in reaction size, not Godzilla sized. Um, There is a black SpaghettiOs shredder figure coming out in a special SpaghettiOs can that comes with a t-shirt. There is a black repaint of the Dragonzord as it appeared briefly in Power Rangers. There are reaction Power Rangers figures in triangle shaped boxes like they came out in the 90s, like paying homage to that. Um, Hasro is doing a Soundwave Thunder Machine, so it's a Thunder Machine from the Dreadnoughts that turns into Soundwave, which is fucking badass, but he's 100 bucks. So, kind of, you know, that's a problem. Uh, They also showed off Nunchuck and Firefly, along with a repainted Viper in red, for a wave at the end of the year for G.I. Joe Classified. Mondo is doing Prince Adam. And Hasbro is putting out a Titan Class 12-inch Sentinel figure to go along with their X-Men 97 figures in their 3-inch scale. But he's basically like a generic 12-inch figure with 4 points of articulation. Mm-hmm. Uh, Which, no word know, on what you need for a Sentinel. Yeah, but no word on pricing uh expect something crazy from Hasbro, I'm assuming, because if they can overcharge, they will. If they feel justified in charging you fifty dollars for a plastic T Rex painting like Spider Man, they'll find a reason to charge you fifty dollars for this sentinel. Some way, somehow. Um so I would be it that's a to me it's a twenty dollar toy, maybe less, but we'll see. Take it for what it's worth. Uh that's it for the news. Josh, did you have more stuff from that article?
0: Yeah, yeah. So it, uh, it details some of the some of the films that are uh, they have either had discussions about or are currently in development. Uh, among them are a uh, retro futuristic sci fi Major Matt Mason, ooh, uh, with Tom Hanks attached to star as Major Matt Mason. That's weird. Uh, will apparently be a time travel story. Because, yeah, you know, uh, they also cited part of the reason that they brought in uh, Tom Hanks to talk about Major Matt Mason at all is the fact that uh, he has a connection to Major Matt Mason being the fact that Major Matt Mason directly inspired Buzz Lightyear. And well, yes, Tom Hanks voiced Woody, the fact that he was in a franchise with a character heavily inspired by Major Matt Mason, that's a cool connection. And bravo for bringing them in for that reason Uh, Another interesting bit of information was The filmmakers that are currently working on the Motu movie uh, It details how they got the job Okay Uh, They sent Mattel childhood home movies Of uh, films they made with their He-Man toys
4: (laughs) That's awesome
0: And that was enough for Mattel to bring them in And have the conversation and they feel like they are the right people for the job So that was a cool detail um, I don't know uh, if There is a Lena Dunham Polly Pocket movie in development
1: Ugh, Lena
0: Oh, Lena Dunham good. Yeah, but, <laughs> no, but Not a Lena the Dunham fan Just the fact that they're developing a Polly Pocket movie Is interesting hmm. uh, They are developing An Uno Ocean's Eleven style Heist movie
1: <laughs> what? Okay. They are
0: they are developing uh a Boglins movie heavily inspired by Gremlins. Please.
3: Please, God, please. That sounds fucking uh, amazing.
0: Apparently, and this is they have not confirmed who they are talking to about it. But, uh, and this is also mentioned in the article, they have recently had meetings with Guillermo del Toro at the El Segundo
1: headquarters. (laughs) (laughs) And
0: I don't know anything else Guillermo del Toro would be talking to them about.
1: Uh, Uh, Also in the
3: I know that they have people attached to He-Man. But if Guillermo del Toro made a Masters Universe movie... I would eat my own dick. <laughs> I
0: think I think these next two are the most interesting, even though they are they are both apparently well. One of them is for sure. Uh, Mattel is, is saying they will not go past PG thirteen, uh, but they are developing a horror movie based around the Magic Eight Ball. Oh, they could, they could make that work. Uh, and the most interesting of all, uh, I can't pronounce his name. Daniel Kluya. I don't know who that is. Uh, the, he's the lead from, uh, Nope and Get Out and he voiced Spider Punk.
4: Oh, Oh, right, right. Yeah, I can never say his last name either.
0: Sweet. Um, so he is, uh, lead producer and developing a dark horror comedy surrealist millennial angst movie about Barney <laughs> I heard about this that they are that Mattel is seriously considering letting him go for the R rating for and selling to A24 to show the film industry how serious they are about making movies do it so i you know
5: on one hand
0: Yeah, of course Mattel is drawing from their toy properties. So, on one hand, yeah, they're making big toy commercials. But, at this point, isn't anything that has a toy a big toy commercial? Yeah. Yeah. So, like, if they're taking the time to develop these IPs and make quality entertainment from them, I say fucking have at it, and I love that they're going this weird with it. Oh hell like, yeah. Like, you know what? Fuck yeah. Give me a Vid Diesel Rock'em Sock'em robots movie. Uh, another thing that it mentioned in the article that wasn't necessarily Mattel related. Uh it just was noting how like some of the hot, weird movies that people are going for are the things that nobody expected to do well, like uh Flame and Hot, the Cheetos story.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: So, you know, based on based on like viewership information from that Mattel like not the Mattel is tied to it but they have they're privy to that information because it's in Hollywood and they're using information on things like that that no one expected to do well and is doing great to basically be like you know what let's go fucking weird with it Uh, and in the the same breath it mentions that alongside the Flamin' Hot movie apparently there is a Jerry Seinfeld produced movie about Pop-Tarts that's going to hit soon called Unfrosted, the Pop-Tart Story by Jerry Seinfeld. <laughs> okay. What? What's the deal with Pop-Tarts? <laughs>
4: <laughs> Did Ooh. you know that Pop-Tarts used to be unfrosted? Who likes the damn s'mores flavor anyway? Like Who likes the s'mores in
1: the <laughs> oh, no I hate the, the s'mores flavor. <laughs>
0: It tells you to put them on the freezer. Who puts them in the freezer? Nobody puts them in the freezer. I don't put them in the freezer.
4: <laughs> oh, my God. That that Barney thing it sounds like a, a cross between uh, freaking Birdman and Death to Smoochie. I, that, I bet
3: they're going to wait to see how Five Nights at Freddy's does.
4: Oh, I can't fucking wait. Have you guys watched well, the trailer for that? Zoe wants yeah. to
3: go, and I'm stoked. It looks um, so good. So, a piece of news that just dropped that I forgot to mention. There's pictures from Deadpool 3 of Hugh Jackman Uh, finally in Wolverine costume. mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. I think there's a hidden reason for this. I think it's so Hugh Jackman doesn't have to get gigantic again for Wolverine. And he can just put the costume on. But the head marble guy... Not
0: uh, too long ago, he showed off a gym selfie, and
3: he's... In Wolverine shape again, so... Well, yeah. Um, Marvel Hasbro let it be known that it takes a long time to make figures so people don't get excited. Like, we still haven't seen Spider-Man No Way Home shit. Um, so, sometime in the year 2026, we'll see Hugh Jackman as a Wolverine <laughs> figure.
0: <laughs> well, uh, they're... I mean, they're going... They're going fucking crazy with this movie. Did you, Have you heard some of the people that have been spotted on set or officially announced...
3: Yeah, uh it's I know Electra's like, coming back. it seems like it's a Deadpool kills the Fox Marvel Universe and, movie. And apparently Affleck was spotted on set. That's cool that him and Gurner
0: still get along enough. And um although, you know, he he isn't officially announced, apparently fucking Robert Downey Jr. was spotted leaving the set recently.
3: Yeah, he he's been spotted around a lot of Marvel shit again
0: I so either either he's coming back to Marvel or like he's just a, looking to be a producer
3: they need to bring him back unfortunately I love it like where the story went but it's not the same mm-hmm. the big guns are gone and Chris Hemsworth can't carry it in my opinion um, do you guys have another fun Mad Lib? you know you know,
0: uh, I believe I believe there's one that Kermit uh, said there was no way he was reading, so he was going to pass off to Werner. Okay.
1: <laughs>
2: Hello, and welcome back to another edition of Muppet Daily News here, and I am your reporter, Kermit the Frog. Uh, I have another, another uh, Mad Lib News report from our wacky weatherman werner but uh this one doesn't feel like one uh good old kermit here can read it it, it, it's it's a little it makes him feel a little green yeah if you you'll pardon my pardon my joke there yeah
5: can you get it frog we understand what you're saying kermit you are a frog and you're green you have a song about it everybody knows what color you are unless they are colorblind And then you still tell them on a regular basis. Okay, just read the news report. Hello. I am your wacky weatherman Werner. Here with 50 shades of Mad Libs. Suddenly, he grabs me, tipping me across his tonsils. With one tasty movement, he ankles his pickle. So my neat cap is resting on the doorknob beside him. He throws his right nipple over both mine and his sli- and then slides his nostril over the smell of my shit holding me down so I cannot oh excuse me holding me down so I cannot shit he places his coccyx on me and my clever pistol softly flapping me, stroking around and around with his jangly palm. And then his ball sack is no longer there. And he poops me, hatefully. (laughs) Oh dear God, what have I read? I don't know if I'll ever recover from the phrase. He poops me, hatefully. Well, that's about it for Muppet Daily
2: News with uh, Kevin the Frog and our wacky weatherman Werner here. Uh, We're going to go because that was highly inappropriate
5: for the Muppet Daily News. Bye, Werner. Goodbye. Don't poop hatefully.
3: (laughs) Josh, that was the most surreal thing you've ever done.
1: (laughs) Oh, my God.
4: He poops hatefully. Oh Lord. His ball sack was no longer there.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I think oh. at some point I lost the order of words in there, but it
4: it it, it didn't matter. It didn't matter. Oh my lord. Wow. Wow. Mad, Mad libs are fun, with especially his, with Werner.
0: With his clever pistol flapping jangly. <laughs> <sighs>
3: Oh, Lord. All right, guys. I'm going to have a quick discussion so I can kind of put this to rest. um, And then we'll do the the Hall of Fame and we'll scoot. I found my notes. So I met you guys. I I haven't really talked about it much in the show. I met you guys because I paid Josh to make me Dawn of the Dead minifigures, essentially. So, Josh, I discovered you with the thing mini-head. I became a big fan. And you were, like, very open to just talking to fans. And then I just asked you out of the blue, Hey, how much? And it worked. So then you introduced me to Mike because he was your artist and you were the sculptor. So Mike was the eyes. You were the hands essentially. Um, and I had this idea in my head that this was going to be like the biggest success ever to the point where I would have years and years of action figures to make or like minifigures. And I made a list, put on a file on my computer, and then they weren't as successful as I thought they would be because reality Um, and COVID and everything else. Um, But I got to meet you guys, and we got a super successful podcast out of it. So in the end, it worked. But do you guys want to hear these figures are not coming out ever? This isn't to terrorize Josh to make these. These were just ideas that I had. So this is a, a what if uh, I had sold... I might be gone. What's that? Oh, yep, nope, sorry, I dropped for a minute. Oh, okay. Oh, you're here? No, you're fine. I'm back. Yeah, Josh is back. So this isn't to list, Josh. This is just to put it out there for, like, I don't think anybody that bought the figures listen to the show. You never know. And and can I just chime in with a side note
0: that... Yeah. Oh, man, I there are so many things that I would... that. Either Mike or I was so convinced that we're like, "This is it. This is gonna like sell like crazy." Mm-hmm. No, no. I think the I think the only time we were dead on with anything we were like this is gonna be big is the Spider Head. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, like, for the Monroeville minis. Not that anything is ever ever bad enough to be like, "Oh, I regret doing that."
3: But like, nothing has been huge in the way we expected. Yeah, I don't think I exceeded more than five units per figure. (laughs) So um, let me tell you guys of what I had planned as a horror fan really quickly. We can discuss it another time. But uh, my plan for Dawn of the Dead was I was going to keep doing the gimmick where buy four figures, get a free mail away figure. So that was your incentive to like buy four in a row and then you get a free guy. And I was going to do that until Don was wrapped up, and then I was going to change the gimmick. So, you guys ready? hmm I had Fran. Fran. Jesus Christ. Fran, the Hare Krishna zombie, the helicopter zombie, and regular flyboy, Steven. By all four, get the mail-away priest with one leg. So, the people of 213 will do what you will now. we got to stop the fighting or lose the war, that guy. Yep. So, he'd be the mail-away figure. The second batch to round the year up would be Blade, who could then connect to Machete Face Zombie, Zombie Roger in the bed, and a two-pack of Wooly in the Head Exploder Zombie. So he kicks the door open and goes, hey, hey, hey and yeah. he blows the guy's head off. <laughs> and the mail-away figure you would get for buying all those would be the we-have-to-remain-rational eyepatch guy on the television. And I wasn't sure if I was going to have Josh actually sculpt the guy. Or just sculpt him on a TV. (laughs) I made a note of that for some reason. Year two, I was going to switch to the rest of the Romero zombie stuff. So I have the first figure right out the door. Karen Cooper. Barbara. The cemetery zombie. Johnny. And then the mail-away figure would be the sheriff. So beat him or burn him. They go up real quick. Mm -hmm. Then I was going to have Ben. Cooper. Cooper. I wasn't gonna do all the like all of the characters in *Not a Living Dead*. I thought they get boring once you get get past like the core characters. Then I was gonna do the baseball girl from *Land of the Dead*, Big Daddy, and then the mail figure for that bunch would be the chewed up head at the top of the stairs in *Not a Living Dead*.
4: <laughs>
3: I was just gonna see what Josh could pull off. Nice. Uh, then the last batch of figures for that year were gonna be Bud, Bub, Jesus Christ, not Bud from the remake of *Day of the Dead*. Bub, Logan, with some sort of exclusive Logan again with holes Josh drilled in him. Rhodes, Sarah, and then the mail-away was going to be the Tom Savini, Uncle Reege, the big, fat, inflatable zombie that gets hit in the head with a crowbar. Yep. I always thought he was hilarious, and I just wanted to throw him in there. <laughs> Year three, I was going to move to two packs, and it was going to be all Return of Living Dead. And these were supposed to be minifigures, but... Use your imagination. It could be whatever you want. I was going to have Tarman and Suicide, Bert with Tritoxin Barrels, Freddy with the Split Dog, Frank with the Yellow Man. The Mailway figure was going to be Cloth Trash with Suicide's Car. <laughs> Next batch was going to be Ernie and the Half Corpse, Chuck and Casey, Spider and Scuzz. And then I put in parentheses all sales for this two pack would, like the proceeds, would go to child abuse something. Because Scuzz is a filthy child diddler. Mm -hmm. Um, Tina and Zombie Freddy. And Mail Away. Naked Trash with Zombie Suicide from the poster. And then I was going to round it out with Julian the Riverman from Return Dead 3. Uh, Let's see here. I didn't finish this up at all. And then you get Zombie Trash and Poster Trash as your Mail Away figures. And I was going to keep that going with Monster Squad and shit, but I never finished it. The end. This was because <laughs> you, the fans, were going to buy hundreds of these, and I was going to take the proceeds and make fucking figures galore, but it didn't happen. I blame you, the listeners. It's your fault.
1: <laughs> All you.
3: Uh, you guys ready for Hall of Fame? Oh, indeed. Ray Filet won, Mike. Congratulations. woo Your pick. Uh, because we Mother had five. fight Five people. It got split all over the place. Um, let me check to see if the numbers have moved. I doubt it. But you never know. Kind of creepy head said I'm on a smash. So Fugitoid, Mr. Freeze, Ghost Rider are all very close and uh, I think only two people voted for the rendition Woman, mm. But Ray Filet won by one vote. So, congratulations, Mike. You go
4: first. Well, uh, just because I've had it on the brain recently, because we've been texting back and forth about it, I'm going to once again nominate another Mighty Max pick. Uh, this time around, it's going to be Mighty Max terminates Wolfship Seven. So the oh, weird. Oh. I loved that set
3: so much. <laughs> That's what I call when I take a shit. <laughs> Terminating Wolfship Seven. Hey <laughs> Max. So it's Zoe the, got a, a, my, uh, a Polly Pocket set. She just saw it at the store and I've been playing with it. They have fucking like six points of articulation. Mm-hmm. It's insane. Yep. Oh yeah, the, the waist, poly, Polly Pocket yeah. redo is amazing. Like the the batch before that had a sticky gimmick and they mm-hmm. were squishy. These the legs move, the waist moves the arms move and some of them have heads that move. It's just bunkers that you know you get that much articulation and they can't do fucking Mighty Max.
4: Well, I don't well, know if, if Mattel actually owns Mighty Max because wasn't it by Bluebird Toys I that think,
3: made? I think Bluebird owns it, and that's why we haven't seen anything.
4: Yeah, I mean, but I feel like Mattel should absolutely like use the same gimmick with their in-house stuff. Like, let's do M- the Motu mini sets.
3: Yeah, or like, like Mighty Mark. <laughs> it's Mighty like... Mac. Like, if they're willing to pay to get Boglins back, I can't imagine that fucking Mighty Max is that expensive of a property. They're not doing shit with it anywhere.
4: Right, yeah, so, Bluebird hasn't done anything.
3: Yeah, like, I, it just seems to me that, you know, if they're willing, there's a way. Um, Josh, how about you? What do you got? You know what,
0: I... I feel like I need to shift shift my answer now. So I'm gonna go I'm gonna go themed and I'm gonna pick a different Mighty Max. Aha uh, and I'm going to nominate Mighty Max Outwits the Cyclops.
4: Ooh, that's another good set.
0: Uh, because I absolutely loved the weird eyeball monster that it came with. I always
4: thought that set looked so gross when it was closed. Uh,
0: it looked it looked gross closed, and like even grosser if you took the eye out because it looked like someone had poked
3: his eye out. Yeah, that eyeball part was awesome though. Um, well, I guess if we're going Mighty Max themed, I will do a Mighty Max set. My personal favorite: Mighty Max checks my colon for polyps. <laughs> oh. Uh, no, I'm not going to do a Mighty Max because I just don't have the energy to look. I'm going to go with my first choice of the Starship Troopers gigantic bug from Galoob. Oh, that's a good one, too. Um, one of those toys that I bought when I saw it years ago, like the first time it came out 25 years ago or however long it's been. And I never saw it again. Ever. And I was so happy that I jumped on it the chance that I saw it. Um, cause it's one of like those centerpiece collectibles that I have now because it's fucking starship troopers. Like the figure sucked, but not the bug, you
4: they know, went all
3: out for that one. Haley's
4: comics and Tana Wanda used to have an opened, uh, version of that figure just like clinging to the top of one of the comic racks. I used to look at it all the time in the early two thousands when I'd be in there buying comic books.
3: That's it's a shame. Cause he, God, I'm sure if you asked like, could you buy it? And they'd be like, no, not I mean, still.
4: It, it was pretty, pretty old and dusty, <laughs> you know. But it still, it was cool. I, I always, I always enjoyed looking at that when I was buying my comic book.
3: Um, also worth mentioning, not that it matters, but they also had Mighty Max style from Glue Micro Machines uh, Starship Trooper sets that were also very cool.
4: And those alien sets. Yeah,
3: the Action Fleet ones. Um, oh, I loved those.
1: Part it of my collection. So I need. Good.
3: I need one more, um, and then I have a complete set. I'm hopefully going to be done with Garbage Pail Kids Series 1 very soon, and then I have to make the decision of, like, do I collect a new line of something, or do I go back and fill in holes, and just, like, you know, piecemeal... Fill in the holes! Fill the holes! I'm leaning strongly towards Ninja Turtles, but I might go back and get, like, that alien crap that I need still, so... You never
0: know. And speaking of filling holes and and Mighty Max checking your butt. Yeah. I, I feel the need to chime in with A great adventure is waiting for you ahead. <laughs> Mighty Max, so you will soon be dead. The journey before you may be long and filled with woe, but you must escape the man asshole. Mighty Max
4: Mighty Max Mighty Max Mighty Max. Mighty Max, Mighty Max. <laughs> okay, you need to clip that sound bite and
3: use it randomly. <laughs> <laughs> that was amazing. It's a shame we don't know any Flash animators. Oh my god. Can you imagine that Mighty Max set? It's my, my butthole. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like it, it folds open, and it's like it could be like a Sarlacc pit. You could have a fucking
1: oh my god. tapeworm
3: <laughs> monster living inside of there. Giant hemorrhoids, just kind of food. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Oh, some string to tie to Mighty Max so he can't get lost. <laughs> He's going spelunking. <laughs> he has the look of abject terror on his face. <laughs>
4: Oh, that's awful, Uh, but
0: great. Mighty Max, I am the Great Sparrow Prince. You must venture ahead towards the dismembered G.I. Joe parts if you ever want to get out of the man-child's ass.
3: (laughs) You know, like, like realistically, you know, Mighty Max has his adventures, saves the whatever the fuck his quest was. That's what he'd be doing now. As an adult with, like, a nine-to-five job, he'd be checking your butthole for polyps. (laughs) You know, he'd be working at security somewhere (laughs) and go through (laughs) sugar. Oh, uh, yeah. I just,
0: uh, I, I can just see him at like, like a rundown local health clinic being like, okay, now just do me a favor and bend over and Mighty Max, Mighty Max. <sighs> <laughs> just Oops,
3: that big size it. is just like Mighty Max, Mighty Max. <laughs> oh, the He had to wear the hat. Mm hmm. And it made him shrink. I think that was the gimmick. Yeah. Yeah. So he well, puts it, the hat on it, it,
4: it opened up dimensions. Right. Because technically he wasn't tiny, he was just going to different dimensions that had, they were the doom zones.
3: Whatever. You so. put that hat on, I'll spread my cheeks for you. <laughs> <laughs> I'll spread them cheeks. <laughs>
4: uh, again, <laughs> speaking of sound bites that need to be clipped out, you put that hat on and I'll spread my <laughs> cheeks.
3: It took me the whole show, but I found my funny bone, (laughs) (laughs) and it always involves my butt. (laughs) Oh, Lord. All right, everybody. (laughs) Thanks for listening. Uh, We'll be back next week with uh, stuff. I don't know. I'll figure it out later. Thanks for listening. This is Mike saying spread them cheeks for Mighty Max. This is Mike saying don't poop
4: hatefully.
5: This is what I'm saying. You must poop hatefully if you are to poop it all, for that way you will understand love. Poop with hate. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Bye, everybody.
1: Bye! Bye. <laughs>
5: Count Creepy Dot com
0: On the world wide web Must I say it again? Did you not listen? Count Creepy C-O-U-N-T K-R-E-E-P-Y
3: When I woke up today I don't think I'd find myself in East Aurora with a belly full of rock gun whiskey. It's some dirty dive called Jerry's Closet, but here we are. I've seen some shit. I've seen a man wake up in the jungle with his legs gnawed off by rats. You know what else I've seen? Great deals on action figures. Comic books. Blu-rays. DVDs. Trading cards. Shit. There was even vintage pornography. Well, I'll be goddamned. Maybe it's all the liver damage that's uh, making me see things, but I think you should go down to the East Aurora Flea Market and check out Jerry's closet. Tell him I sent you sent you straight to hell.
1: Ah! <coughs> <sighs> Oh, God.